This week on Beyond Stillness, Stories After Stroke, guest Ray Erdman offers his story entitled Thankful. He shares about a variety of strangers whose lives coincidentally crossed with his the day of the stroke. He also shares a bit about his journey with mental illness throughout the recovery and offers gratitude, hope, and purpose through the reflective process. Thank you for joining us for part one, Ray Erdman's story. Hello and welcome to Beyond Stillness. Stroke offers a powerful, life-changing shift in perspective. Each colorful memory creates a parable for life's greater teachings, a compass for journeys ahead, and inspired wisdom for unique growth. This radio show, Beyond Stillness, offers an hour of pause for storytelling and reflection. Ultimately, Beyond Stillness is a welcoming environment that reveres the moment beyond strokes paralysis. Still moments unite humanity and divinity. I'm your host, Molly Bucola. Today's guest is Ray Erdman. He lives in Springfield, Oregon, but his heart is somewhere in Central Oregon by the Little Deschutes. He's 65 years old, and he suffered a stroke in 2022. The talk that he's prepared today is entitled, Thankful. Before we begin, let us take a moment to pause. Today we offer gratitude. Today we think about moments where we have kept moving forward when it's been tough. You grow through what you go through and it's worth it. This is a quote from one of Ray's dreams. So today we offer thanks for our moments of growth, the moments that we keep moving forward to inspire our own community and to give us strength to be the people who we are meant to become. Before my stroke, I was really not one to talk about my feelings. I definitely wasn't open about my beliefs. But the shift in my emotional processing has opened me up to an idea that maybe my experience is wrapped up in that of many others. I see life so differently now. I feel life differently. My stroke has made me realize that I'm not alone in this journey, and neither is anyone else who has gone through such a shift. So today, I'm going to give you my story to anyone who connects with it and finds part of their own in my experience. You're not alone. Last September, I was working at my cabin in Central Oregon. 
just loving getting things ready for the winter. Being down by the river, just by myself. I felt fine. Didn't feel any different than any other day. I had a four-hour drive just to get home. It's not usually that long, but this trip it was, because I had to go a different way. Just blocks from my house, I stopped at a fast food place for a burger. From there, I planned to stop at the grocery store and stock up on some food for my work week. I'm sitting there thinking, I better eat since I haven't eaten all day before I go in the store. The next thing I knew is that I was choking on that hamburger and experienced some gagging. I remember being in a weird mental state. I remember just sitting there in my truck, unable to open my door because I still wanted to go into the store. It was a struggle to move or to do anything, but it, I didn't know it was a struggle. I had no clue that anything was wrong with me. I felt that it was just difficult. Eh, you know, just a normal struggle. I remember getting the car door open with my right arm, and I remember just not really being able to get out because I'm still going into that store to shop. Then I heard someone say, he's drunk. Don't let him drive away. I could not visually see these people. My vision was affected. But I remember the voices. I remember the lady and the guy telling me, Hey, we've called the police. I said, I'm not drunk. I'm tired. I've been driving all day. They took my keys from me. The next thing I know, I was saying, just let me go home. I just live a few blocks away. Just let me go. Then appeared a Springfield police officer. He started talking to me. The next thing I remember is him telling me that he thought I was having a medical emergency and that he had called for an ambulance. It was on the way. He asked me if I wanted to get a hold of anybody. Uh, I, I was able to unlock my phone and he called my partner at the time. The next thing I know, the ambulance was there Paramedics lifted me out of my truck and put me on a stretcher. I was then in the ambulance. I remember that part briefly. What I really remember is that I was resting my arm on the paramedic's arm. And it felt so calming. It's funny what you remember during a stroke. There are just bits and pieces I can remember. It's really choppy. All of a sudden, I'm in the hospital in the emergency room, and my uh, girlfriend's there. 
Then I leave and go somewhere else. I can remember going to an MRI. I don't remember the way I got there. I just remember waking up in the ICU. I couldn't make sense of what people were telling me. My comprehension was really affected. A hospital wanted me to sign a piece of paper in order for them to give me the clot-busting drug. And I remember what the nurse said. She said, 20% of people that take this drug die. Hmm. And I thought, wow, I don't want to sign that. I don't... I don't want to take that. And that's when my girlfriend stepped up and said, sign the paper. So, yeah, my brain wasn't really working right. Hmm. So I spent four days in the hospital. Many thoughts, many thoughts went through my head. I'm very thankful that I had most of my physical abilities. I was so appreciative of all the doctors and nurses. Everyone was so thoughtful. My experience in the hospital was just incredible. I was thankful to be alive. I could have gone off the road. I could have hurt somebody else. That's all I could think about and how thankful I was that, that none of that happened, that I was parked in that parking spot. I was thankful for the people that intervened, even though they thought I was drunk. Even the woman who said, don't let him drive. And I can remember thinking, be quiet. They didn't know I was having a stroke. <clears throat> I know that they were the ones who saved me from a worse outcome. I'm so thankful that I had people that helped me to get me to the hospital in time so I could use the TPA medication to dissolve the blood clot. And for the technology and me being a good candidate to have a thrombectomy, which is not always the case for stroke victims. Mine was successful, which got the, flow, the blood flow back to the right side of my brain, which limited my paralysis. At the hospital, they wouldn't let me get out of bed or walk for a few days. Physical therapists, occupational therapists were there every day working with me. My balance was horrible. <laughs> I remember walking down the hallway as part of the physical therapy, and they said, try to walk down the center of the hospital. I didn't realize I was walking like sideways against the wall. Mm. <clears throat> My initial challenges included mobility, balance, swallowing, slurring, raspy voice, talking very slowly. My speech was slurred for the first few months. I remember crying uncontrollably. Thankfully, everything came back. I wanted to go back to work. The doctors wouldn't release me 
So I went to another doctor and then another doctor and they all sort of passed the buck on me until I found my neurologist who examined me and said, how about going back to work next week? Which was two weeks from the day of my stroke. I shouldn't have. I was so exhausted. My healing process had just started. I'm thankful that I didn't do more problems for myself by going back to work so quickly. Even though my job is physical and I deal with a bunch of numbers, I think it helped me move forward. It helped my brain move forward and maybe my body too. But man, it was hard. When I got home, I just collapsed, but I felt a sense of accomplishment. I could still work. I'm so thankful for my coworkers. They were all positive and supportive. And I told them the signs of a stroke to watch out for. <laughs> and if you see me in that state, call 911. <laughs> so they were all they were all watching me all the time. Oh. I'm so I'm so thankful for them. Because I was worried I may have another stroke right away. About a month after my stroke, which seemed like just overnight, I had this overwhelming feeling of sadness, which wasn't a big concern until the second day when I felt the same way. And the next day, I felt the same way. It just got worse. Feeling depressing things. And it's just total hopelessness. I felt lost. I didn't feel like myself at all. I noticed progress being made every day. The drooling slowed down, thankfully. I still dragged my foot a little bit, but that got less. My balance was getting better. Every day there were little bits of pieces of things that were getting better. It takes a while for you to adjust to your new life from the stroke because it's a different life. It's hard to realize how much life has changed. I had to adjust my thinking that making small accomplishments, both physically and mentally, were big accomplishments. One of the best things I did was get on antidepressants for PSD, which is post-stroke depression. I didn't realize there was such a thing. I don't know where I'd be today getting myself back if I hadn't made that decision. I had questions. I'd questioned the use of antidepressants and wasn't sure if it was right for me. Mostly, you know, the stigma. I always thought people who took them were weak. I wasn't going to be weak. I couldn't afford to be weak. I just had a stroke. In my research, I learned that stroke cause biochemical changes in your brain that, you know, you really can't do anything about. Suffering emotionally, 
emotional depression is adverse to your healing. You won't heal as fast with depression. Healing was what it was about for me. Depression can cause you to get worse after a stroke. I decided to take a pill, went to the neurologist to discuss it with her. I talked with people at work. I knew a few. They had shared their struggles with me and told me how it affected them. I asked them, do they make you weird? Do they change you? They don't make you a zombie, do they? I learned and realized antidepressants treat the chemical imbalance in my brain caused by the stroke. Mostly, nothing else I could do would make it better. Much of my re after much of my research, I started three and a half months after my stroke. After two weeks, I began to feel better, I think. But after three weeks, I really felt like I was back. When you feel better about yourself, you have the strength to accomplish your goals. When you're in a depression, it's hard to have any goals. Odd to think, but the stroke gave me motivation to pursue things I needed to do differently in my life. I stopped smoking after 40 plus years, and I'm eating nutritiously, and have lost somewhere around 30 pounds since I was in the hospital. And, of course, everybody thinks I would like to lose a few more, so I'm still working on that. Seeing the hospital records after my stroke told me that I was obese, told me I was pre-diabetic, told me I have AFib. None of these things I knew prior to my stroke. It was a wake-up call. I continue to be in awe of the way things unfolded. The right people were there at the right time. If the stroke would have happened minutes earlier or an hour earlier, I could have killed somebody. I could have run off the road and killed myself. I was on the back roads of Highway 30, 138. People may have never found me if I had went off the road. Or I was on I-5 minutes before my stroke. I could have killed somebody. Officer Breck, responding officer, one of my heroes. He had many years of working in the medical field. He worked in the emergency room before he became a police officer. And not many police officers have that kind of experience. He knew exactly what was happening. He'd seen it before. And the couple who found me as I was leaving this as they were leaving the store realized that on their way out, 
They didn't even buy anything. And they don't remember why they went to the store. But they found me half in, half out, sitting in my truck in the first parking spot. Here's the door. Her husband told me later he hates shopping with her because she just talks to everybody in the store. So for the last 10 years, he has not gone sh grocery shopping with her. But for some reason, that day he did. And he doesn't know why, and she doesn't know why. But now we know why. He was the one who strain restrained me from leaving. He took my keys. I can remember that arm reaching in and grabbing my keys. It was his arm. I'm in awe and thankful for all the synchronicities. I have faith that this experience was meant to nudge me along. So here I am today speaking about both my beliefs and feelings. I've been granted a second chance for a reason. It's a visceral feeling. It's time for me to give back to this world. I've never been one to volunteer. I'm nearing retirement and feeling nudged to give back. Also, since the stroke, many have asked me to speak about my experience. I've never been a public speaker, but the words flow from my heart and from my soul. And it, I find it very easy. And the feedback I receive is, wow, just wonderful. They thank me. My experience is, in a way, not my own, nor is anyone else's. You are not alone. Wow, thank you, Ray. Mm -hmm. Thank you. We're going to take a moment to... Again, call to mind the things, the people, the experiences for which we're grateful. And ask for strength to see the gifts in life, the opportunities to share our experiences with others, the opportunities to grow as people but also to grow in ways that we can support each other. Thank you for devoting time and space to listen to part one, Ray Erdman's story. Stick with us for part two, Ray Erdman's interview, right here on Beyond Stillness, Stories After Stroke. Each colorful memory creates a parable for life's greater teachings, a compass for journeys ahead, and inspired wisdom for unique growth. In this episode of Beyond Stillness, guest Ray Erdman offered his story entitled Thankful. He shared about a variety of strangers whose lives coincidentally crossed with his the day of the stroke. He also shared a bit about his journey with mental illness throughout recovery and offered gratitude, hope, and purpose through the reflective process. If you enjoyed this moment of pause for storytelling and reflection, 
please like, share, or subscribe to Beyond Stillness, Stories After Stroke podcast. Again, thanks for listening. And remember, as part of the stroke community, you are more than supportive. You are inspirational.